What's up, family? It's about to be 90 minutes of fun. You could be watching any show, but you're hanging out with us. We don't take it for granted. Let's get to it. Far end Super Bowl champ James Jones. What's the word, big dog? Let's crack it, my brother. It's all good, family. Uh, hey, hey, ho, ho, tap me. Hey, then tap me again. <laughs> It's a good day today, I show. It's a great day, family. To my left is the brilliant Joy Taylor. To my right is the Eagles all-time rushing leader. Two five, two live. LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Let's get the first and ten, family. Word whistle. There it is. All right, the Super Bowl is among us. We are just 10 days away. Brock Purdy, he has made it. Kyle Shanahan, he has made it for the second time in five years. Elation on the Niners' sideline. Well, let's celebrate the biggest sporting event every year, which is the Super Bowl, and talk about it. Now, I'm honored because, Shady, you've won two Super Bowls. To my left, James Jones, you've won a Super Bowl, so there's no more Super Bowl experience that you will find amongst the cast than this one. Shady? Who benefits more from a Super Bowl? Head coach, Kyle Shanahan, quarterback, Brock Purdy. Uh, got my gum out. That's the first rule on TV. Can't talk without gum in your mouth. My bad. Um, run it again. Run it again. Shady, who benefits more from a Super Bowl? Kyle Shanahan or Brock Purdy? Kyle Shanahan. We, we talk about how great he is as a coach, right? He could win games with any quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's took the Niners to the Super Bowl, NFC Championship, back to the Super Bowl, and they're back again. This is what he's done. So... If you look at the, the third most regular season wins in the last five years, you're talking about Kyle Shanahan. Yes, sir. All right, if I ask you, man, name me some of the most productive coaches in the last three to four years, I'm sure he'll be up there in your top three. Out. Right? Where Brock Purdy is a good story. He's a good player. I think he's a good quarterback for the Niners. But if he loses, will, will we talk about it? Mm -hmm. Right? If Kyle Shanahan loses again, it's like, yo, is he really that good? At, what's going on with him? He could get there, but he can't win that big game. So I think that's the overall – Bigger picture is like Kyle Shanahan is a really good coach, and I think a Super Bowl shows that, right? All the wins he has, I, I get that. The things he's done with these players, I get that. The way he drafts the players he has, I understand that. Yep. But the big question is, yo, can you win the can big you win game? A game, coach? Yo, you've never beat Andy Reid. You never even beat him ever. Oof. Regular season, uh, uh, preseason, real season, fake anything. Uh oh, Madden? No, I'm playing. <laughs> but you've never beat him, so this is the only chance. You're 0 3 against Andy Reid. What are you going to do? I feel like for the legacy part of it, your dad did it, mm. right? A lot of guys in your, in, your, in your coaching tree have done well, right? Mm -hmm. One of them, Sean McVay, he won a championship. What are you going to do? So I put all, the, I put all the, the credit if he wins this game to Kyle Shanahan. He's a great coach. But I think us saying he's a great coach from the numbers is cool. But actually going out there and getting it done and achieving it is one thing to say. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Joy Taylor, what do you say? Who do you think benefits more, Purdy, Shanahan? I hear you on Shanahan, but if we're talking about just pure job security, Ooh. Shanahan ain't going nowhere. Mm -mm. They're not. That's you just true. outlined all the things that he's they already not. accomplished. He's going to be there for a long time. He's done a tremendous job. Him and John Lynch are, are there to stay. Purdy? Now, we know Purdy's capable of freaking out throwing four interceptions. Mm. That could happen. We, we saw it happen not that long ago. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it did happen not that long ago. If he were to do something like that, we are right back at square one with all the questions about him. Ooh even if he is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So he has so much more to gain. And let's not even get into the financials. If he wins the Super Bowl. My goodness. I, mean, I think he's already earned himself a couple hundred million. Money, money, money. But money, if he man. wins the Super Bowl over Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you're going to pay him. Mm -hmm. It's not even a question about if he is a franchise quarterback. What are, what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. Of course he is. And of course he's going to get paid. Of course he's your long-term answer. So if we're talking about money, we're talking about job security, it's got to be Purdy. Now, if you're talking about legacy, I could hear you on Shanahan, but I probably still would lean Brock Purdy because the story is already woven. I mean, he's, a, he's the last pick mm -hmm. in the draft. He's Mr. Irrelevant. And look, that ain't nothing. That is a significant come up to be the last pick in the draft, completely overlooked by everybody but a, a few area scouts, to then be winning the Super Bowl. So I think I have to go with Purdy. Hey, real quick. So you think if he wins this game, wins the Super Bowl, you think that he'll be that? Probably the highest paid highest quarterback. Highest paid quarterback yeah. in have the to be. football league. I'm going to say it's Shanahan. I disagree, but all right. I'm going to say it's Shanahan. Let's, Shady, let's get to that later because that is very interesting. reason I think it's Shanahan is because anything Purdy wins, Shanahan will get credit for. But not anything Shanahan wins will Purdy get credit for. Because if Purdy wins, well, Shanahan helped Purdy win. If Purdy wins, well, Shanahan got Purdy to the NFC Championship game two years in a row, including winning one. But if Shanahan wins, then Purdy can't take credit for what happens in totality for the entire body of work. I think Shanahan's Hall of Fame resume would be completely set with the win. And not only that, then you start to say, who's had a better start to their coaching career than Shanahan? 
You can put Shanahan's first seven years up against anybody. Mm-hmm. Put him up against Belichick. Remember, not Belichick, New England. Belichick started in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Put him up against Andy Reid. You can now put him up against McVay. You can put him up against Tomlin. You can put him up against McC- Put him up against any coach since the turn of the century. I don't know of all them coaches going back to the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. But any coach since the turn of the sh- century, Shanahan can say, through seven years, I am just as good, if not better than you. Four conference championship appearances in five years, two Super Bowls, including a win, and I went as an offensive coordinator. So you know I'm a brilliant mind offensively. Not to mention I've gone with different defensive coordinators. I've gone with different quarterbacks. I've gone with different star players. So I can do it with whoever. I think Shanahan, James Jones, what you say? I think you two on that side table is crazy. (laughs) Benefits more? Come on, man. This young fellow, if Kyle Shanahan loses this game, Let's say the Niners fire him. It's going to be a bunch of people knocking at his door to be the next head coach of their football team with what he accomplished in his first seven years. Brock Purdy got MVP votes this year. He's going to a Pro Bowl. He has his team in a Super Bowl. If he wins this Super Bowl, you're talking about making $3 million to $250 million because whether we think he is the most athletic quarterback, talented quarterback, whatever we thinking, it don't matter. I win, and I win the Super Bowl. That's the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Whether you think Patty better than him, Joe better, it don't matter. It's my time. What I have accomplished in my two years of playing the quarterback position, I have won a Super Bowl, I have got MVP votes, and I'm to a Pro Bowl. That is 200 and some plus million dollars, the highest paid quarterback. When you ask me who has the most to gain, Brock Purdy. Who knows if the Niners are ever going to get back here? And this one game mm. can change this young man's life. Kyle Shanahan is set. But don't you think it's changed? Because this is, I think, the next layer of the conversation. I think this is fascinating. Thanks, y'all, for hanging with us. Don't you think he's getting paid regardless? I believe Brock Purdy has already earned $200 million. Two years as a starter, 25 years old. He's gone to the NFC Championship game twice in the MVP conversation. 36 touchdowns, I believe, and 11 interceptions. He's led his team to the Super Bowl. So if you all do believe that Purdy is getting paid, I fervently believe, like Jalen Hurts, he's getting paid regardless because Jalen did not win, but Jalen got there, I think, at 25 years of age, two NFC championship games. I think he's paid regardless. Y'all disagree? All that that sounds good, and and that could happen. But if they lose this game, most of the questions are going to be around Brock Purdy. No doubt. Not Shannon. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So if you lose this game and say you go out there and you throw two interceptions and you lose this game, You did the same thing Jimmy G did. You lost this game. Jimmy G got the Niners here, too. Jimmy G got the Niners to NFC Championship games, too. And he lost those games. So if you go out here and lose this game, we might be sitting up here talking, is Purdy the guy? We never, if Shanahan lose, we're not going to be saying, is Shanahan the coach? So Purdy, he has more to benefit if they win this game. And if they lose, I think it's going to be more questions surrounding him than it is the head coach. I agree. And especially because this has been Shanahan's philosophy, right? is to elevate a quarterback that we don't think is really capable of going all the way. That philosophy might get shot down if Purdy fails tremendously in the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. think it depends very much on how he plays. If they go to toe, go to toe-to-toe and it's a shootout, okay. Like, you hung with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's what we, that's that's what we what saw Jaylen with Jalen Hurts. Hurts. That's what Jalen Hurts did. I think their, career, their careers in a lot of ways are, are very parallel. Very similar. So, so, and because we saw what happened with Jalen Hurts this year, mm. I think that because of the, the parallel nature of Purdy and, and Jalen Hurts' trajectory, if he does not win or struggles or has a moment in the Super Bowl where we're like, eh, mm, mm-hmm. it will circle back. They're not going to get rid of Shanahan. I think it will question, come into question Shanahan's philosophy of building his team the way that he does. Because it's just successful enough to get you there, but not win it. Two five. Talk about the money a little bit, because you brought that up. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think two fifty. That's his turn. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, when I look at the Niners, it's like the way they win, right? Is it really Brock Purdy or is it the players around him? That's just a question you ask. Because when you pay this dude two fifty. Mm-hmm. You won't have all them all pros, yeah. right? You can't pay all them guys. You, you can't have right now you making that money and having um, Debo Sanders making that money. Mm-hmm. Gerald, um, George Kittle making that money. Mm-hmm. Your offensive lineman, your left tackle, your, your running back. Just know that. So the way y'all talk, and, I, and, I, and, I, and you have, a, a, I guess, a valid point, he should get paid. When you talk about 250 and up, it's like, are y'all sure? Well, you know, me and Frank Gore, I went to the game, and um, I won't get into all the details, but we was talking about just the team. We was with the owner, right? In the gym, we was talking about the team and then, like the philosophy of, of, of what Kyle Shanahan likes. And he talked about, well, 
certain players with big names, he, he, he kind of didn't need it. He's like, look, I'm going to go and get good players around my quarterback. I don't need no superstar quarterback, mm-hmm. right? We have so much talent around him. So if I could have a good team with a young quarterback that's not making a lot of money, I could sprinkle that money around the team and make it better. Mm-hmm. So now, if that's Kyle Shanahan's philosophy, right, and you change it now, right? Because I've seen, I seen Kyle Shanahan take Jimmy G to the Super Bowl. I've seen he take Jimmy G to the NFC mm-hmm. uh, Conference game mm-hmm. more than once. So now if you change the philosophy of Kyle Shanahan and you just have a, a high-paid quarterback, you can't pay all the special players around you. So then what? Then you're going to really yeah. see where Brock Purdy is. No, that's, see, that's when true. I talk about a franchise quarterback, I'm talking about, y'all. if I pay this dude mm-hmm. all the money and we can't pay all the other players, we got to go get draft picks and all that. He's that good. He's going to elevate everybody around him, young or old, and we still going to win. Right? Brett Veach is one of my guys, right, since, since Philadelphia. He's the GM yeah, of yep. the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And he was saying how, you know, the money thing played a big factor in what players they can really get. Yeah. So if you, lo- if you notice, a lot of the wide receivers that they do have on the team are younger guys. They're not making no real money. They got to do that because if they don't, who are you going to get? All your guys are making a lot of big money. You can't go out there and just get a $20 million wide receiver, right? You can't mm-hmm. really do it. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, when you talk about a franchise quarterback paying him 250 it's like, yo, can he win this game with an inconsistent wide receiver core? Some okay blocking. The defense is, 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 is okay. Can he? Well, that, that's a really good question because as you were talking, I'm, sit- wow. I'm sitting here as I'm Brock Purdy, and I'm hearing everything Kyle Shanahan is telling me yeah. and Lynch is telling me. Mm-hmm. I just want a Super Bowl home, boy. Yeah. Jalen Hurts got 230. Yeah. Dak Prescott about to get broke yeah. off. I don't care about none of them boys. Yeah. I don't care about Debo. I don't care about none of them. Me mind. and my agent, we want 250. Okay. And we earned the 250 because those dudes got that money and they, they ain't even accomplished what I have accomplished. And I'll say this part. So we're we going to see. Now, we see what Jalen Hurts look like with that, that dominant team. Now, that team is not going to be as good yeah. coming, coming forward, mm-hmm. right? Prescott, yeah. he got to get paid. Yeah. Michael got to get paid. Yeah. C.D. Lamb got to get paid. So they ain't going to have all the players. Like, so we're going to no get to question. see what they really are. My question to you is, if, I, if I'm playing that game with my agent, we want 250, all that you yeah. talking about. How many teams is knocking at this door? Yo, we want Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I'll let you ask that question. But I'll say this, though, because I think it's a really fascinating yeah, conversation. It leads me to ask, like, who has more leverage? Shanahan or Purdy? Oh, in the, that's, in the easy, oh, that's easy But, one. Shady, what I will say, though, is, is if yeah. in the event Purdy wins the Super Bowl, Joy, okay. and Purdy has been in the MVP conversation, mm-hmm. he has 36 touchdowns, right. he has those 11 picks, he's now a Super Bowl champ. To beat Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl, we know at a minimum he's going to have to play good. Maybe not elite, depending on how the Niners' defense plays, but to beat Pat at a minimum, he's going to have to play good. Yeah. I do think at that point, teams would be, they're not going to be banging down the door, I don't think so. But at the point in which you've won a Super Bowl, gotten MVP votes, probably finished third in the MVP race, you've gone to -to back-to-back championship games, you're 25, would be 26 years old at that point in time, Mm -hmm. you've came back in the NFC Championship game by down 17, you came back in the divisional round by down 7, you've shown that you can run your offense well, you've shown that without Debo you can still win a game to get you to a championship game, how could you then say he don't deserve it? All that you just said, we still today at this conversation, everybody's always asking, is he a system guy or not? Is that one of the biggest questions for Robert Purdy? Sure. So for you to have all that success, all this, that, coming back, all, and we every day just people ask, yo, is he, is he the guy or is he a system guy? You see a guy like Patrick Holmes, he does the same thing. Wins, this, that, going to AC Championship games, going to Super Bowl, right? Win or lose. We ain't asking them questions. We know what we got. So I'll put the, I'll put the GM hat on you, brother, <laughs> and you tell me. Here's where I'm torn. They are. Here's where I'm torn is. If I'm Shanahan, I'm saying I can probably do it, I think, without Purdy. No. But, I, but the reason. No? Uh, where are you going? You just traded three first round picks for a quarterback and Trey Lance that yeah. you traded. That's over. So with. if you win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy and don't pay him and let him walk, where are you going? He's going where. Or say if you lose the Super Bowl, he's going to go. Listen. Who are you getting? Let me leave the numbers for you. So, four conference championship games in, five, in the last five years. Mm-hmm. So, when you ask them questions, where you going? I'm going back to the NFC championship game because I keep going back there. <laughs> yeah. And winning I what, mean, though? but if, if Brock Purdy... So where you going? If Brock Purdy... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wins the Super Bowl, right. So, the GPS. He might Brock, get fired. Go ahead, Georgia. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, it's not, he's getting paid. They're no gonna no pay doubt him. about they're gonna it. They're going to keep him, and whatever happens, happens. Like, that's just... That is how this works, especially because for all the talk about how great Kyle Shanahan is, and he is great, 
he don't have a ring. I get that. So, so, so all the, the trips and the, and the GPS is set to NFC Championship yeah. game, if that's all the standard is, then, yeah, he would feel that way. And I don't disagree with you, Shady. I think it's going to look different when Brock Purdy has to play without some Absolutely. of these great players. It always does. And I think, and I think if we all enough. search our spirit, even though we, we think Brock Purdy is playing at a very high level and is a good player, there's a little bit of uneasiness that you feel I think, about what it would look like without everybody else around. And that's fair because there's been some moments where everybody hasn't been around and it's looked particularly crazy. Or if the defense hasn't stepped up, it's, it's not looked great. But that's the nature of the game. Like, if you have a quarterback that gets to that level and wins, mm-hmm. you have to pay him. I have two thoughts. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Y'all speak of the, of the standard. Like, the beating conference games, only four teams out of 32 teams that's going there, right? Two so so any any... Franchise would love to be in a position to have four conference championship game appearances out of five years. No Win or lose, no right? It's only a certain amount of teams winning championships anyway. So if you're telling me that you got a, I got an issue with my man going to these championship games and not winning, I hear you with that. But having the opportunity to do it is major. Here's People my, don't get the teams don't get to do this. I got two thoughts. This is rare. Two thoughts. One is crazy. What? One not as much. My first is. Can Shanahan afford to like completely undermine his philosophy for Brock Purdy? Because we know his philosophy is, I want to save money on a quarterback. And it works. I go super cheap, and it works. So can he, for, can he afford to undermine his coaching philosophy? The same thing that, like Shady said, has taken him to four conference championships and games in five years. Can he afford to? Answer. Well, I actually have a question. We said, that, like this week, that not winning a Super Bowl was a failure. Yeah. So then it doesn't work, if that's the standard. I agree with you. It's super hard to get to, to conference championship games. But if the standard is just getting there, then yes, he, will, he should stick to his philosophy of having a cheap young quarterback or, or a quarterback that he can elevate with pieces around him. He should stick to that if that's a standard. But up until now, that's been the standard. He hasn't won the Super Bowl. And the difference between winning and losing might very well be that. But my thing is, is you, crazy. Now you, that got to be between you and the quarterback. With what Brock Purdy is, has accomplished, if he wins this game, I understand your philosophy. Or even if he loses this game, I understand your philosophy. But what he has shown you and what he has accomplished, he going to have to say, I will take less or something like that. Because what he is going to get, he is going to have to be around me, the Dak Prescott let me, numbers. Let me bring up the crazy thought. Shady, is as close to you, as closer to me. Not nearly apples to apples. You can say that it's apples to bananas if you want to. 2017, Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles led that team there. Obviously, Carson Wentz was a first-round pick because they had used two first-round picks to acquire. He's on the roster. But Nick Foles led that team there. Nick Foles got paid. It wasn't by the Eagles. Nick Foles got paid by the Jags, $88 million. The Eagles said, hey, Foles, we know that you're good enough to win a Super Bowl. We don't know that Carson Wentz is good enough to win a Super Bowl. But we're going to stick with Carson Wentz because we believe his ceiling is higher. Now... Carson Wentz is obviously in the building. I said this is apples to bananas. It's not apples to apples. But is there a thought where it's like, wait, Brock Purdy, you're good enough to win a Super Bowl, but you're limited because we all know Nick Foles is limited. Is there a thought where it's like, you know what, even though you are good enough to win a Super Bowl, we're still, Kyle Shanahan, going to try to find this more talented quarterback that the world believes exists. I think Brock Purdy is great, but is there a train of thought where he wins and they still move on? But Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. Like, I can't give Kyle Shanahan credit for the last pick in the draft. Like, I, I'll give the, the scouts that, that fought for him, hey, we really want this guy. He's the last pick in the draft. Like, what's the risk? Kyle Shanahan wanted Trey Lance. Right. And he used three first-round picks to get him. So, again, no disrespect to everything that he's done, but the last time it was in his hands to make a power move to get a quarterback, that was the choice that he made. So Does he get any, does he get any credit for developing him and all that? Oh, yeah. Sure, but, like, we're talking about replacing him and, and, the, and the philosophy of replacing him. You don't get credit. No one gets any credit except for the scouts that fought for him. Like, I'm sorry. But here's, let me ask you draft. this, because this is the reason that, that, the reason that irritates me is because you know, you know the draft rooms. We know draft rooms. Mm-hmm. You only, uh, I'm a six-round pick. So even, six like, rounds. six rounds. I thought you were fourth. I wish. My brother went fourth. Even, like, Kyle Shanahan, he swung and he missed on Trey Lance, mm-hmm. just like they swung and missed on Robert Griffin. But they backdoored and draft Kirk Cousins oh, wait, wait. just in case. When did they draft Kirk Cousins? In the fourth round. Second round. Fourth. Four. Kirk won the fourth. Four. Four. RG3 won the first. Kirk won the fourth. You swing and you miss on Trey. 
But you backdoor and you draft Purdy. The reason I, I think back that door. matters, <laughs> the furthest backdoor, <laughs> the reason I think it matters is because it's like scouts have no authority. It's, it's Shanahan, you only get seven picks. Yeah, scouts. More, you really end up getting about ten, but you only get – scouts ain't got no authority. Now, he swung and missed, like they swung and missed, you could say, with Robert Griffin, but they he backdoored like, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm yeah. I'm get insurance. Yeah. I'm going to get insurance. So the reason I'm like, Joy, I feel you, but even if Shanahan's like, bruh, I still got it no, right. No, no, no. I no. still got but, it right. I, I hear you, but if he was a six-round pick, he was the last – pick in the NFL draft. It's called Mr. Irrelevant. They have a name for it. I want to do it, but I can't. I hear you. Like, this is, this is a situation where literally the scouts were like, no, nah, we like this kid. And it's like, okay, but you're yeah. proving it because you're the head coach, but like, but that's just—I guess I've been in the—I've been in the position, so I know that's just not how it goes. It mean? sounds good on TV that like it's flipping. It's the last pick in the draft. Oh, he's here. We'll take this tissue paper. No, but like, that these, means that they also are, passed on him for all those rounds as well. Correct, but there's still like the amount of meticulous detail that still goes into everybody picked. I just think like I still give—I still trust Shannon. So, so we still all trust we, we all. <clears throat> Oh, take your time. We all know as scouts, right? There's a West Coast scout, East Coast scout. Scouts are for different different areas, right? Story. Rest in peace, Ted Thompson. Mm -hmm. Sammy Seal was the West Coast scout. He's still the scout for the Green Bay Packers, right? Sammy, uh, Ted Thompson told me when I got drafted, he said, you are here because Sammy Seal. He said, we were going to pass on you, and Sammy Seal stood up in that war room, and he said, if you do not take James Jones, y'all could just cancel my job because obviously y'all don't care what I got to say. Mm-hmm. And Ted Thompson told me, we drafted you off the strength of Sammy Seal, the scout. I don't know if that was the case for Brock Purdy, but I do know scouts have an input if that's how your organization is ran, right? Remember, it was a big issue that John Gruden and Mayock weren't listening to the scouts. They weren't even there, so they didn't have no input. But it's the Green Bay Packers, it's a lot of teams that let their scouts have input on these guys because they are the ones on the road watching these dudes. And there's a lot of teams that don't. No question. There's lots of right? teams And right. I don't know what the Niners is, but if the Niners scouts is like that, hey, they so could have had some I, say in that. So, okay, so if, if, if you don't give Cal Shanahan credit for getting Brock Purdy, cool. But you, but you say you give him credit for developing. So you don't think if the last pick in the draft, you don't think that he'd get a – Second round, third round, fourth round quarterback that could be decent? I'm t- I, maybe Possibly, he can, but, but I'm saying the last it. time he did, he went and got Trey Lance and used a whole bunch of draft picks and trades to right, do that. Right. So I'm not saying he won't be able to identify talent again. Yeah. I'm saying that if we're talking about not paying Brock Purdy after mm-hmm. winning a Super Bowl, right. we're not going to pay him market value and we're just going to replace him? I, I feel like that but is not a only swing that, I mean, I, mean, I guess, I mean, you got a point because it like, sounds yo, crazy. If you go to the Super Bowl, you sh- I should have get to get paid. All I'm saying is that you have to get paid. Is that, I, I, and I get that. And but I know, one, you know where one, you're one thing from. about watching football and, and playing in it, and I, you know who's good, who's not. There's a lot of teams that, yeah. that a dude has a good year, like, yo, we got to pay him. Yep. And then you pay him, and because back in mind, if there's ever a, 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 a doubt, yep. should we pay him? I feel like with Brock Party. It is this. It is a doubt. But Shane, it's just like, but it's just like if he wins, like we got to pay him. But it's all right because when you pay him, and then when you get the results later, it's like, uh, isn't that the same thing with everybody though? The reason I say that is, no. you, you, well, hold on. You say this all the time, and I agree with you. I've never seen Joe Burrow without talent. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it in college. He had Randy Moss's son. He had Justin Jefferson. He had Jamar Chase. He had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Not to mention on defense, he had Patrick Queen. Right. I've never seen him without talent. You get to the league, you got Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you got Uzoma, I believe, you got Joe Mixon, right. you got Boyd. Boy. I've never seen him without talent. Right. He's going to lose T. Higgins more than likely this year. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, he was devoid of talent. That's why I don't want to win no games. You pay Jalen Hurts, the Eagles took a step back. Are we, like, preemptively punishing Brock Purdy for something that happens with everybody? They lose talent, but, they but, get but, worse. Oh, they lose oh, talent, oh, they get worse. But everybody you talk about when you see them play, are they in the same class? Huh? Hello? Yeah, I, like, I hate when y'all make and, me and feel I like this. I understand where you're coming this from when crazy. you're talking about classes, but we all know, too, Shady, the way the business is, he's the next man up. You talked about Nick Foles. How many MVP votes Nick Foles get? Uh, Super Nick Bowl Foles MVP, though. Nick Foles didn't even start the season, though. Carson Wentz was like 10-0 and 0 or something that yeah, season. Like, he had Philly rolling. And, yes, you finished the season off. This young boy has started from week one. Yeah. And we, we were talking, too, when he did mess up on Trey Lance. We said if this didn't work out, he was going to get fired. I never, so said, that's I never all, said that. I think so. He would have been out. That's so that's all I'm saying. If he loses or wins the Super Bowl and says we're not paying Brock Purdy and misses – 
Uh, before we let someone ask y'all one question, Ooh. though. If, if y'all the GM, right, and he yeah. wins the Super Bowl, do you have any doubt of, of paying him the top dollar amount? Yes. I, I, you have a doubt? I do. Do you have a doubt? I would, yes. I would want to do a longer, more flexible deal. Yes. But you have a doubt, is my question. You, in the back of your mind, ah. It depends when you, on when you turn your, your hair, you're like, do we pay him? Do you have a doubt? <laughs> it depends on what he looks like in the Super Bowl. When you popping your gum, thinking like, yo, <laughs> do you have a doubt? I do, of course. So, so I that's do. my thing. I would like, pay yo, him, but I do have a doubt. How am I going to pay this dude the highest paid uh, dollar on my team? And I have a doubt. I don't know. you think? Don't you think they had doubt about Dak? They had a doubt about Kyler. Don't you think they Wait, had a doubt? Like, he, he, even even Dak though. Let's talk about Dak. There's times where Dak looks efficient. Of okay, I can see him getting paid. I can see him getting paid. I don't know about the top dollar in the NFL. Like y'all talking, but I can see him getting paid. You get what I'm saying? I, and, I, and I can pay Dak without having a doubt. He's good enough. He's a good player. Da, 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 boom. Let's pay him. You was, the, you, was, you was the highest paid running back. So you take, know it. So, so you take, know it. So take, your, so take yourself Hello? in the Purdy shoes. Hey, man, listen. Don't you, ever you, put me in you, Purdy no, shoes. No, 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 I'm saying. You done won the <laughs> Super Bowl. Hey, take this. Right? And we can't pay you the highest pay because we don't know if you can nah, care. He, take this. Gonna You're going to be looking at them boys. Take what? I'm going to be the highest paid. Alvin Morrison. Am I saying that right? Alfred Morrison. Alfred. Cool dude. Washington. Yeah, Washington running back. One year, he had like 1,400. He had a lot of yards. like, whoa, who's this guy? You think they made the highest paid running back in the league? I don't know. Maybe. No. no. You know why? Back Be- because when you look at him, it's like, yo, is he really a difference difference maker? But or is he a, or is he in the system? But DeMarco Murray, they did make the highest paid huh. in the league. When? After he rushed for 1800 and he came to Philly. We made him the highest paid in the league. I don't know if that's true. Right, because you dipped <laughs> off. And we, you went and you signed your deal in Buffalo. I don't know if that's and true. And we made him the highest paid in the league. I don't know if that's true. But either way, he I don't know if that's true. Either way, he got a lot of money. He wouldn't say he ain't a, he don't want to bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want to bet on it. Uh, family, when we return, Draymond Green is absolutely irate. Day. And he has some crazy MVP comments. Joel Embiid got hurt in the Warriors game yesterday. And Draymond Green shockingly came to Embiid's defense. Wait till you hear what in the world Draymond Green had to say. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. I got a lot of doubt over here. Joel Embiid, he was questionable with an injury before last night's game, but he decided to play anyway. Then later in the game, that same knee got hurt. Well, Draymond Green thinks Embiid was trying to meet the NBA's new 65-game requirement to be eligible for MVP awards. Remember, Embiid won MVP last season. Take a listen to Draymond Green comment. It's good. Joel playing tonight felt very much so because of the 65 game limit. Well, I think it's actually quite. (laughs) Okay, context. This year there's been instilled a 65 game limit so that these players have to qualify in order to get MVP votes. Previously, there was no limit. It was collectively bargained just for context. So, Joy, chime in and answer this, because this is an incredibly polarizing topic. Glad to have you all here for it. Do you agree with Draymond Green's comments? Yeah, it's tough. I, I don't know if Embiid played because of that. But, so I don't know if I can agree with that. But I do think that this is going to become another big conversation if it hasn't already within the NBA. Because if you're talking about the difference between someone being able to win the MVP because they missed 18 games instead of 17. Okay. If you're t- and they had to play a minimum of 20 minutes in certain games. Like, there's a lot of different requirements. If you're talking about, in the case of Tyrese Halliburton, be- missing out on all NBA honors because of injuries, and that can trigger something in his contract that could cost him up to $40 million. This is going to become a really tense conversation. And it already was a tense conversation, and this is a product of load management, which has existed for a very long time. It goes all the way back to Popovich and you know, Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Tony Parker, and, and it got a bit out of control with yes, players taking advantage uh, in some ways. I don't want to say that some people weren't injured, but... It became too much of a conversation. You have star players missing big games. You have partners complaining. You have sponsorships complaining. And you have fans complaining, which is mm-hmm. fair. You, you spend a lot of money to go and watch players. They're the reason that the sport exists. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, everybody doesn't have the ability to go to every single game. You save up. You go watch a star. They're not in town. Yeah. They're in town. They're not playing. I get it. I just think it's really tough when you're seeing players either play through an injury to get out there to 
you know, hit a certain threshold and then injure themselves worse, which is what Draymond is suggesting happened with Joel Embiid, or in the case of Halliburton, who's having an unbelievable season but missed so many games because of a you know injury that he isn't able to qualify for something in his contract that could cost him $40 million, that feels very heavy. So I, I see the player side of it, but I also very much understand the other side of it. I just think one side was had swung over here and there was an overcorrection yeah. over here, and there's probably somewhere more reasonable in the middle. The reason I don't see the player side is because it's the player's fault. If the players would have been responsible from the jump and not have exacerbated load management, just completely perverted the intention of load management from the beginning, we wouldn't be in this situation. And to take it away from sports and make it real life, when your parents don't give you a curfew when you're growing up, we've all been in these situations. You show up at 12, show up at 1230, show up at 1, show up at 2 a.m. Next thing you know, you finna have a curfew. If you would have just showed up when you were supposed to show up, if they said, hey, just be back shady by before midnight, okay, mom, okay, pops, okay, whatever the case may be. But once you start to push the limit, now they have to put in rules and restrictions. Shady, you give me that look. I don't know if Shady been in this situation before. So I can't feel bad for the players because it is the players' fault. And Joy, you said something very eloquent. The, the thing for me is injuries and pushing through them is part of the game. That's what I love sports. I love sports because it's not just how mentally tough are you, how physically tough yeah. are you. So if you can just tap when you want to tap, because uh, we don't care that much about playoff seeding, because now if you are even the 10th seed in the NBA, you got a chance to make the playoffs, because now we got playing games. If you can just tap when you want to tap, you're removing the greatest element of sports, which is all to me about the toughness. Are you tough enough, Shady, to push through the injury? Or are you going to get hurt? Best ability is availability, big yeah. dog. What you make? And I love Draymond. I don't, I don't agree with Draymond, right? And I'm a player. I'm one of them type of players that I, I'm gritty. I love to play every game. You know, I, I think as players, man, we, we it's like we don't appreciate how good we really got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I just take myself back to when I was trying to make it. I would do yeah. any and everything to even get there, right? <laughs> a lot of these players on the NBA, NFL, they come from nothing. And then I feel like we get to a point, it's like, all right, we arrived. That's no. I'll give you an example, man. Since I retired, I really understood what it, what it, what it means to be a fan. Right. I always played the game, and okay, there's fans, little kids, you know, snap, but I never really understood. Yeah. When I retired, all my friends, I got more time to talk to them. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids play with their kids, we just having a good time. And it was so many times where they'd be like, yo, man, the, 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 my Sixers are playing somebody, right? And they saving their money, mm -hmm. right, for this date, a year in advance, sooner the, the, the schedule drops. And I'm thinking like, for real, you, you actually doing that? Yeah. So then you get to the game, and maybe your favorite player is not playing. Maybe he's healthy. He's not playing. Low mm -hmm. management. How do you think he feel, right? Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe, I'm a Kobe nut. Oh, I love Kobe. Kobe said, the reason why I play every game like I play, yep. right, because it's somebody that heard all about me, how great no I was. No question. But they never get to see me play. Mm -hmm. So I want them to see, yo, oh, wow, I get to see how great he is. I'll tell you another great. Michael Jordan, though, how great he is. Bro, it was times of seasons. Played 82 games, 82 games, 82 games, 81 games, 80, 80 games. Every year he's playing. When he was 39 years old, he played 82 games. <laughs> right? So there's no really excuse. Now it's like we're so entitled. I love the new rule. I want my players to play. I hated teammates that didn't want to, they was healthy, they didn't want to really go play. I, I ain't feeling good right now. What? It's sports. We gonna be beat up. That's what, that's what we play the game for. That's why we are making millions of dollars. Mm. Millions. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I hate that they're, they're complaining about this. I just love when, when players, you know, fight it out. Now, if you're really injured and hurt, then don't play. Of course. Because your health is everything, that's right? This is, it's a sport. You know, your health is everything. But if you can play, you can go and you're a little banged up. Everybody's going to be banged up, bro. Yeah. Go out there and earn your money because, yo, that's why they paid you for it. Hey, the, the way it works in sports, I play, you pay. No yeah. more, no less. That's what it is. No more, no it, less. it ain't no dribble and shut up. No, it's not that. It's just like, yo, I'm, I'm getting paid for these services, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm against it, and I'm a Draymond fan for yeah. sure, but I'm against that. Well, I mean, let's just keep a spade a spade, man. This rule is in place because they are soft. What you mean? Oh, wait, wait. What you mean? I'm being dead serious. <laughs> NBA players, uh -oh. right? We all talking up here because we buckled that helmet up, right? Yeah. After the first day of training camp, we hurt, right? No, these, players no, are these players are taking low management games, missing a bunch of games, thinking the NBA ain't going to do nothing and make y'all play basketball? Like, the fans, like Shady said, the fans are coming to watch you guys play, and you just sitting out there chilling, eating popcorn. Ain't nothing wrong with you for 25-something games? 
Come on, they, this is their fault that this rule's in place for them being soft. I tell my kids all the time, when they're with me, I don't care what you eat, dog. But don't be acting like no baby when your belly hurt. <laughs> when, your mama, when your mama come in here and you, don't be acting like no baby. Because I told you, if you want to eat like a big dog, you better act like a big dog, right? <laughs> so if you putting that in your belly, when your stomach hurt, you better suck it up, right? So at the end of the day, these basketball players, man, and I know a lot of them from the streets, a lot of them from the hoods, wherever they from. If they see me in the streets, they probably try to fight me. What? I don't care. You might be tough. But in the NBA... Sitting down, chilling, eating popcorn and hot dogs on the sideline when people paying their hard-earned money, and not for five games, for 20, 30 games. 17 of them. They created this rule. So you can't be bad at nobody but yourself for this rule. So if you're missing out on money, go back and look at when certain players were sitting out and missing basketball games for fun. And now you're missing out on this opportunity to make money. So I don't know if it I can is, get it with is, you. It is their, it is their fault. I don't know if I can soft, get you on the soft, mm. but... That was extreme. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, they had to I'm put in a flopping rule. I mean, I don't want to get on the softness, I'm not going to call the NBA players soft. <laughs> Where I would agree with all of you is that this started because the players took it too far. That's right. It, be, it got called... It existed for a long time, and then it, we gave it a name, load management, which made the situation worse because now there was something that we could point to and, and call it that. It's not that they're sitting out because... They just don't feel like playing. It's for rest purposes. But when you are healthy and you have Kobe and you have Michael and you have the old school guys who didn't fly on private planes and didn't have masseuses every single day and didn't have everything that we right, have exactly, available exactly. now and they still played every single day in contrast to the way that the sport is played now, it feels like they're not giving the same level of effort and commitment. It feels or it is, because that's the difference. Yeah. I like when people say a feeling yeah, isn't feeling, a yeah. feeling isn't necessarily right. real. A feeling I, is how do you feel? I or sit it here is. on a desk with a heated blanket because you <laughs> keep it on frozen here, okay, sure. with my coffee and you know what I mean, my charger and everything. I, I don't. I'm not going to tell another human being how their body physically feels. I know what they're going to say. And if they're saying it's rest so that they're healthy at the end of the season, that's where I would agree. They took it too far yep, because yep. It's, not about, it's not about that. You should not be playing if you're not healthy. Rest means that the entire – if you need that much rest, it means that the entire structure of the sport needs to change. You need to have less games. You need to spread the games out. And we the, know the that's not the case. And that's not going to ever happen the, because you're not going to take less money. The owners aren't going to take less right, money. Right. That is not happening. So if we're not going to advocate for changing the entire structure of the sport so that the players can be healthy because we do want the stars to be healthy, then there has to be some give and take. And so I, I just think that there was a – there was. We were on this end of the spectrum with the players taking it too far and being too brazen about, I need rest. Right. To now the, the correction to the other side where now the players are saying, okay, well, people are missing out on MVPs, which is affects your legacy. People are missing yeah. out on tens of millions we'll of dollars. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I, why I say I see both sides of it is because I don't want to tell another human being how their body but feels. I, I'll say, and, and but I, I do see the other side. And of I, it, I feel you on that because my thing is like, yo, if, we all, if all the all-stars are sore, right, not hurt, but just sore, and we still play. We're going to be on the same level. Right? That part. And another, that another part. thing is, like, when I, when I think about this, like, the, the whole rule of, of if you play on, and you, you miss out on money or, or, or accolades or whatever, what if the fans say, you know what, Joel Embiid's not playing, Steph Curry going to play, LeBron ain't playing, cool, we ain't going to the game. Mm -hmm. Fluctuate ticket price then. You <laughs> Fluctuate ticket price. So, yo, if you ain't going to, if I'm not, I'm coming to the game, I got to see the tickets because I want to see LeBron James. Mm -hmm. I want to see Steph Curry throw behind the back two times, hit the trade ball. That's what I'm coming to see. So if he's not playing, I need some of my money back. Right? And then if that happens, it yeah. affects the contract. Correct. So, Correct. like, this, this game, we only look at the player aspect, right? Yeah. And I always like that. I, to be honest, I always love fans, and, you know, but I never thought of them. as like, yo, I'm the, I'm the show. What are we talking so, about? So really, hold on, hold on. but but now when I when I now I'm retired, yeah. I see both sides. And now I'm with fans. I'm a fan now, right? I can't even see LeBron James play. He ain't playing like that. I'm like, bro, what's up? <laughs> but my, my, my point is, everybody gets affected though. So let's say if you if you don't play, and I got pay all my money in ticket holder and all that, and you ain't playing. And you, I want my money back. And then if that happens, then the owner will get his money. Correct. If the owner gets his money, then he can't pay you. Yep. It's a it tr trickles down all it's the, the way. The economy so, of it. But economy not only that, what are we talking about? 82 games, yeah. and they saying you can rest for 17 of them if you're not hurt. You need 25? Oh, that's a good If you're not, like, that's, that's what lot, I'm saying. That's a lot of games. And you didn't want to say soft. You didn't want to say soft. I'll say soft. But you're talking about I mentally, they not soft. Yeah. And, and, and that's just keeping it a spade. Like, come on, man. How many games do you want to miss?
Yeah. For just to eat popcorn. Like, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> do, you, do you love the game? They're do you love the game? They're not missing these games. The, the, the reason why this is a conversation right now is because these guys are missing games legitimately due to injury. But when they are available, they're playing at never, an MVP yeah, level. I'm never they're playing about at injury. an all-NBA level. Low guys yeah, yeah, I know we are talking about low yeah. management, but what, what, what Draymond is talking about is a potential injury that's now happened but to that, Embiid. But, but that's what I don't like that, because the injury happened because of contact. Yeah. Embiid wasn't just running down the field yeah. and like, oh, my knee hurts. Kaminga fell on his yeah. knee. And, and, and Draymond just went, jumped to the leap of saying, well, maybe if Embiid had not played today, he wouldn't have got hurt. I don't that's agree the with, most I don't broken philosophy ever. I don't agree with you. Anybody get hurt with that. The I'm saying they, that yeah. the effect of guys actually being injured and missing, say, 18 games, but when they were playing all the rest of the, those games, they played at an all-NBA level and they cannot be named all-NBA, so then that triggers their contract to miss $40 million. Mm. That is the issue. But, again... You guys took it too far. So there had to be something put in place to correct it. And if, if it wasn't guys resting for rest purposes and not injury That's purposes, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The, but the, the last thing is, and I guess we'll talk more on this later, the reason I can't even pity the person who misses more than 17 games due to real injury is if you miss 20% of the games, you probably shouldn't be a all-NBA player, NFL, all-pro player, NBA, uh, first-team all-NBA, NFL, MVP. If you miss 20%, there's not a world in professional sports, whether it is Olympic sports, whether it is NFL, whether it is NBA, whatever the case may be, if you miss 20% of the games, you should probably be DQ'd anyway because you only played 80%. So even if your 80% was an A, that's better than a dude who played 100% of the joints at a B level. Like, I just can't p- stay healthy. It's a part of the game. Unfortunately, it's just a part of the game. Yes, playing football, you kind of just wired a little different because you're used to seeing people take shots. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you're used to seeing people take shots to go out there and oh, play yeah. football. You're right. Oh, yeah. And, all that. and yeah. you're sitting out for rest management. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's good and even when you talk to the old school football players, they look at us they like, y'all soft. Only can be on that the road. Yeah. And I be looking at them like, y'all right. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I lost some friends when I, when I seen like, yo, you're not putting everything to the game like that. I can't rock that's with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you, that's, you heard, that's all so you now playing. When you, all your teammates is playing, yeah, I can't rock with you. No, that's facts. Okay. Woo, this was good. Okay, when we return, did the Seahawks make the right choice? The breaking news of the day, Pete he Carroll, said. he is replaced. <laughs> Jordan Schultz coming in. He's here? Yeah, he's here. He, he owe me money and dinner. <laughs> we, we ain't having no Schultz so I eat my food. <laughs> <laughs> Next, all the details on everything going on in the NFL. I'll speak. Family, I am here with Bleach Report's NFL insider, Jordan Schultz. I love it. I love it. Now, FYI, I cannot hear, so if you're all talking to me, I can't hear you. you hear now, I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. Right. Now, with that being said, Schultz, 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 invaluable insight that you're about to give me. The breaking news of the day, Seahawks replaced legend Pete Carroll with Mike McDonald. Why did it happen? I know you broke that news. From the oldest coach in the league to the youngest, 36 years old from 72. Why Mike McDonald? This dude's a genius. He had four All-Pros this year. Matabuke, Queen, Mm. Smith, Mm. Hamilton. He took Geno Smith, uh, Geno Stone, seven Seven interceptions this year, dog. Second in the NFL. Here's what a GM told me about Mike McDonald. I said, why Mike McDonald? He said, this dude is Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Mike McDaniel okay. defensively. Exotic yeah. blitzes. Look what he did against Mahomes down the stretch of that game. Now, Kansas City wins, but what did he do? He made Mahomes a little bit uncomfortable. We yeah. don't see that often. Yeah. Where is the blitz coming from? The different window dressing that you see when you watch a Mike McDaniel or Shanahan and McVay offense, that's what you're going to see with this dude. But here's, here's my thing. Why would you replace a defensive coach for another defensive coach? You had people Carroll, one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of football. He wins at SC. He wins in the NFL. Now you're going to replace an old Pete Carroll for a young Pete Carroll? Listen, it's about culture in Seattle. John John Schneider, he has control now. He's the GM. He's been there a decade plus, but this is the first time he's really had control, and that's what he did. He said, Mike McDonald, you're my guy. I want you to come in here and take what Pete Carroll did great and make it even better. Yeah. Relate to the guys. Yeah. Tell the guys you love them, but also be hard on them because he coached Baltimore so hard. Think about, again, what he did with Kyle Hamilton. I talked about how great he was this year, but also Patrick Queen. That yeah. dude was not even picked up his extension or his fifth-year option, I should say. He becomes an all-pro this year. That's because of Mike McDonald. Okay, here's the more most interesting coaching storyline, really, in the NFL this year. Bill Belichick. He still ain't got a job. I can't make sense of it. Many argue that he's the greatest 
coach ever. There's now only one coaching vacancy, if I'm not mistaken, the Washington Commanders. And this man, greatest coach ever. I thought people would be banging on the door for him, and he still doesn't have a job. Why? He's 71. <laughs> the reason is, it's because there was only one organization, Acho, that was willing to see control. That was the Chargers. I told you six weeks ago, Jim Harbaugh was coming to Southern California. True. Bill Belichick thought, and I believe Arthur Blank also thought, that he was going to get the job. The problem was, as that became apparent, the two interviews, the fact that Bill Belichick wanted all that control, Arthur Blank and his, his staff said, if you bring Bill Belichick in here, it's going to be a lot different. Even if Terry Fontenot still here as the GM, Bill's going to have the final word. He's Bill Belichick. He's the greatest ever. They didn't want that. And then they were blown away. This was a surprise, if you will. Raheem Morris comes in, and he was downright sensational okay. in the interview process. What did he learn from Tampa? He learned how to delegate. He brings Zach Robinson, the OC from the Rams, and says, you're my guy. He hires a great special teams coach. And more importantly, he called a ton of dudes 15, 20 minutes after he was hired on the Falcons and said, here's what I'm going to make you great at. You have to trust me. And they're going to. Okay, well, Bill Belichick's not getting any younger. So do you think that the greatest coach ever, some would say, coaches ever again? I think between Belichick and Carroll, I would say at least one of them will coach again. But remember, over the last five years, eight jobs every year become available. That means a quarter of the league's head coaching jobs are available. So take the year off, go to television, Bill and Pete Carroll on TV. Are you kidding me? That would be unbelievable. <laughs> Steven Shady would watch that. No, I would finish sleep. And, and, no, no, you wouldn't because you'd be eating my dinner. And the reason, and the re and the reason I think they're going to take a year off is right now, like you said, there's really only one job available. It's Washington. That's not going to happen for either one of them. I don't think either one's necessarily in a hurry. But remember also with Bill and Pete, both of those guys had essentially full control. They're going to want that moving forward. Hey, break this one down for me. I can't make sense of it. The Washington Commanders, America, they got the number two overall pick. They have plenty of cap 70 space. $70 million. $70 million in cap space. They have talent on the outside and scary Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dobson, amongst others. Why do they not have a coach? So they have... They, they, I thought it was going to be Ben Johnson for the last two weeks. I okay. did. I really did. He had a great year calling plays for the Lions. Got Jared Goff three levels up. He's going to get, by the way, 40 to $45 million here at an extension this offseason. I'm telling you that right now. But the reason is Ben Johnson, they're in route to Detroit, and Ben Johnson says, you know what? I'm out. They go and meet with Aaron Glenn. They have it. They have Weaver. The Pause. Why in the world would Ben Johnson, who has been a top coaching candidate the last two years as the offensive coordinator of the Lions, in what world does someone say no to a position where only 32 exist? In what world does that happen? Because he knows he's going to be getting another bag next offseason if everything goes the way it's supposed to. Laporta Gibbs, Jamison Williams, great offensive line, Goff. He knows that they have something to be they can be really great next year. They can win a Super Bowl. And if he does what he's supposed to do, he knows he'll get that bag and that opportunity again next year. Also, Ben Johnson wanted big-time coin. And Josh Harris, this new administration that spent $6 billion plus on the commanders, they want to be the antithesis of Daniel Snyder. They don't want to spend $20 million a year or whatever okay. it is on a coach. So they knew this wasn't the right fit. Now they reevaluate. They look at Aaron Glenn, Weaver, and Dan Quinn. Let's talk about the man behind me, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys. That's America's team has his window shut because two years ago, people were banging on his door. Last year, Cowboys hadn't led the league in takeaways, banging on his door. But now, the DB coach, I forget his name, slipped my name, Al Harris, I believe, yeah. he got more love right now than Dan Quinn. Is his window shut? Absolutely not, dog. Get rid of this. I don't even believe <laughs> the notes. The reason it hasn't shut is because he was the architect of the Legion of Boom. He took a Dallas defense that was really struggling last two years, top five across the board. He lost Trayvon Diggs, okay. turned Deron Bland into an all-pro. Dan Quinn is the leader of men. I'm not saying he's the perfect candidate for Washington, but I think he's a really good candidate. I thought Ben Johnson, again, was going to get that job, and I think he makes a lot of sense in NBC. Question, Schultz. Every time you come back to the show, you still got outstanding debt because you owe Shady dinner for about two months now. I just need, can y'all, because I'm tired of hearing about it. Can we settle it? Can we settle it? Please go ahead. Can we settle it? Yo, before you settle it, I know you ain't broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's the deal. He, he was supposed to come to New York. He never came. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since when do you got to travel to collect a debt? Ooh. 
Since when, since when do you got to go to collect money to somebody on you? I, I ain't never heard of that before in my life. Wait, wait you owe me money. I got to come run this. <laughs> and you got to come run and collect no, the best. We were, oh. we were going to go to Carbone, and he thought, I thought he was going to get the lasagna, the five-course lasagna, Listen, man. all the cheeses. He didn't Talk want to that. Him, Talk to him, Sadie. Talk to us. That's your man. Let me say something. In That's a black man. man's culture, dog, when you owe somebody some money, you pay that first. If we do anything else, you pay that first, okay? So all I need you to do, pay your debt, and we good. How about tonight? How about tonight? I got I go on my eight. Tomorrow works, tomorrow works. Before we leave, before we leave, Acho, I want, not you, I want you to tell the world what the bet was. All right, we had, we had a, we had a, we had a. You're talking to the world, you're talking to me. Since it's dinner, we had the world. We had a three-course wager. We had Justin Fields, 27 touchdowns. Did it happen? No. Okay. We had Bears, nine-plus wins. Did it happen? No. Okay. And we had Justin Fields, 5,000 total yards. And did that happen? Not necessarily. <laughs> he got hurt. He got hurt. Now, uh, last time before we leave, is he staying or is he leaving? Who? Justin Fields. Oh, Dude, then come through for you. I, I want to see him back. Not I told with you, not even Flus might be coming back. Not what you want. What do you think is going to happen? Is he going to stay or is he going? I'm going to say he's staying. And I got to go. <laughs> Okay, okay. Family, we appreciate you hanging. Schultz, always you, good and valuable conversations. That's my boy right On the there. other half of this commercial break, Shady gonna be standing here because it's time to shout out crazy work. That's oh, next. Is this my time? It's, still time, it's to my time to shine. This is called giving out crazy, crazy, crazy work. Can we see it? I can't wait. The most exciting segment on television, 2-5, where you at, big hey, dog? I'll say this. If this is your first time watching this show, you might tell your ACL sit on the couch watching the show because I make you miss. Anyway, <laughs> give up that crazy, crazy work. Let's start the, the show right now. Talk to me. Are we ready? Talk to me. Who's my number one? Talk to me. Come on now. Lamar Jackson, you know you're a bad, bad man. Give my crazy work. When you throw your pass and then you catch your own pass. Look at this. You can't, you, I can't make this up. I cannot make, look at this, how good you are. I cannot make this up. Mm. I'm faster and better than everybody on the field. I throw it and I catch it. I've never seen this in one game ever. I've never seen this before. In the playoffs, first time, crazy work, he didn't win. Okay, <laughs> number two, we're going to Detroit for this one. It might be in the Bay, but Jamison Williams, he was a beast at college in Alabama, and he's a beast in the league. Bosa can't get me. No one get me. Can Greenlaw? No, not even Greenlaw. I'm going to the crib. That's how you start the game off. That was crazy. And the NFC Championship, that's how you start it off, giving up that crazy work. This boy's good, bro. He's having a great, great career, yo. He's only a rookie. He's going to get better. Don't do Greenlaw. Well, he didn't win. He did not win. Number one, here we go. Who won? Who won? Everybody loves Brock Purdy. No doubt. Can we talk about Brandon Ayuk? Listen. Bob, he's somewhere down there. It's a great pass. <laughs> it's a bad pass. It's a terrible catch. But it's an even better catch for Brandon Ayuk. That's giving out crazy work. Listen, man, I'll tell you what. Without this catch, I don't know if they win this game. Always stay with the play. Always stay with the play. It was a terrible catch by the defender. He should get cut. <laughs> what, for, what was he doing? <laughs> it ain't about him. It's my brain now. You hold this for me, bro. Let me see that. Throw that. Ah, now listen. <laughs> Right now, you got a big game coming up. Huge right. game. Energy in that cold tub. Yep. Put that, put that hoodie on. Yep. Crazy work from Speak on Fox. Right? Give up that crazy work again because you might be on here again. But listen, that's the Chiefs coming up, bro. They got a lot of good cornerbacks. Bottom. Steve's going to be out there. Yes. McDuffie's going to be out he there. Is. What you going to do, Brandon? Uh, we watching. Throw it on. Show love. Let's get it. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Well, the Niners advanced to the Super Bowl. The Ravens, they fell short of the Super Bowl. And in worse news, they lost their defensive coordinator in the breaking news today. They have the number one defense and the architect of it gone. What does that mean for Lamar Jackson? Is the window already closed as fast as it opens? <laughs> Am I tall enough? That's Am I tall enough? Feet. Am I tall enough? Awesome. Uh... All right, family, let's get to the NFL. It's the news of the day. Defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, he is out of the Ravens, and he is taking over, replacing the legend Pete Carroll in Seattle. But that's not what's interesting. 
What's more interesting is the fact that Lamar Jackson now lost his number one scoring defense. The reason, James Jones, this is so big to me is because I said, you got to win when you get close. Got you have to win when you get close because you don't know what's going to change. Oh, Defensively, Lamar Jackson, he had the number one defense in football, and he's an MVP. We have seen that happen five times previously in the history of the NFL. And the other four times outside of Lamar Jackson, that team advanced to the Super Bowl. Lamar, it has happened four times prior to you, and it didn't happen this year. Why am I so concerned? Because of my proximity to the Eagles. Last year, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, just about everything went well. They were incredibly healthy. Lane Johnson, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, amongst Jalen Hurts, all played. Defense was great. Everything happened. They went to the Super Bowl. But when they didn't win, what happened? You lose your defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. You lose defensive backs like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Mike Epps. You lose linebackers like T.J. Edwards. You lose defensive tackles like Javon Hargrave, who just so happens to be playing in the Super Bowl for the San Francisco 49ers. And all of a sudden, your entire team regresses because pieces are gone. Patrick Queen, free agent. Justin Matabike, free agent. Geno Stone, seven picks, free agent. And then you just lost the architect and the archetype for all of that? I am worried about Lamar Jackson, and that's why he had to win it this year. What's the move mean for Lamar, James? Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm worried about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens because you couldn't get it done this year, and you really had the best team all year in football and couldn't get it done. And like you say, it is hard to stay healthy in the National Football League. The chips don't always fall that way, right? And they were healthy, and they were getting key guys back. Now you're going into this. You're losing your defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator might drop the bag on some of these dudes to bring them to Seattle, all mm -hmm. pros like Patrick Queen and them boys. So this team is going to look different. They have so many free agents that are going to be free agents when, this, when, it, when free agency opens it's going to be tough to retain a lot of these players. So it's going to be a lot more pressure on Lamar Jackson's shoulders next year because I don't know where you go from the number one defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't go up. You only can go down. And they did not get to the biggest game with the number one defense. So it's concerning because now it's going to be much more on his shoulders. And can he deliver? I got to be honest, uh, the Ravens always have a good defense. Talk to them. So I, I do think it's going to look different. I mean, factually speaking, it is going to look very different. The defensive coordinator is gone. They might hire within house. They have some pretty good options already there on staff that they can promote to defensive coordinator. But they always have a good defense. It's just going to look very different because there are so many free agents. The entire roster is going to look different, really. So it's going to be pressure on Lamar Jackson, but that's what he gets paid for. What were we talking about earlier? You get paid, you play. <laughs> we pay you, you play. Right. And the pressure is always going to be on Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be a little more difficult. Can't go better than up from one. So, uh, I, but I can't. I can't do it. The Ravens always have a good defense. They know the division that they play in. They are aware of the free agents that they were going to be losing. We're not, like, informing them that these guys' deals <laughs> no, were no. coming up. They, their defensive coordinator did an incredible job this year. They knew that. There was no possibility that he was going to leave, and I'm sure they've been aware of that for a while as well. So, this is a well-run organization. I wouldn't be surprised if they took a step back next year because of some of the players that they're losing and because of losing their defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to count Lamar Jackson and the Ravens organization out completely just because of turnover. Oh, There's no. turnover for lots of teams. Teams go through and fluctuate with, with roster moves all the time. And like I said, their identity is playing tough, bully football and having a good defense. This, though, shady is what hurts me, though, bro. Because I agree with Joy's last statement of, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back. They will take a step back. I'm not, not going to be surprised. I'm going to say that they will. Defensively or team-wise? Collectively. Because defensively is really that backbone of the team. Against the Houston Texans, they didn't score. Yeah. The Texans didn't score on offense. Yeah. They only scored on teams. So I know they're going to take a step back. I'm just like, that's another year. That's another year. Mm. What are we talking about here? I'm just disappointed in you two. Mm. Joy, I'm with you. You, you two, what happened? <laughs> and then you play defense. Yeah. You, you, all these degrees, and you just <laughs> missing it. And you, <laughs> I watched defensive teams beat you when y'all had the number one seat with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, anyway, anyway. Up, huh? <laughs> so Harbaugh's been the head coach for 16 years. Yeah. yeah. 12 of them years, they had a top 10 defense, right? Two of years, he was, a, he was a rookie coach. He was just getting there. The Ravens are known for having defense. That's what they are. Yeah. It's their identity. Right? I did that Super Bowl year, I can name a couple of guys on the offense. I could tell you everybody was on the defense. And then you look at this. So, Harbaugh, 16 years, he's had seven different defensive coordinators. 12 of them defenses, 
Top 10 defense. This is what we're talking about. So, y'all telling me something that's like, what's going to change? They're always a top 10 defense. If you don't know the game of football, you would think Harbaugh's a defensive coach. Sure. Sure. He's a special team coach. Special team coach. I'm so impacted by this because I am right. obsessed with defense. Okay. Remember yesterday, I gave Joy the biggest look in the world when she said the Niners have a generational defense. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I just can't accept that. The Niners have the number two defense in football. Okay. Ravens have the number one defense in mm-hmm. football this year. If y'all watch football like we all do, there is a great chasm yeah. between the Ravens defense and a Niners defense. Okay. I say that to say, even if the Ravens defense just reverts to like the Niners caliber of defense next year. That's a huge difference. The Niners, the Niners gave up freaking Jared Goff. Down, down, doom, doom, doom. Ravens don't play that. So if you're Lamar Jackson, all you had to do was score 18 to beat Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, this is a little tongue-in-cheek because I believe Mahomes could have scored more. Next year, that's not going to be the case. You couldn't score 18. What happens next year when you got to score 26? Because on average, Mahomes averages 30.2 points per game in the playoffs. All you had to do because of your illustrious defense was score 18 to win. If you couldn't score 18, what's going to happen next year when you got to score 30? So, so, so the Ravens, Harbaugh's been in since 2008. Yes, sir. And you, you followed the Ravens all the time, right? I was still playing uh, in the college, in high school, right? So you remember that, right? Your brother, you obviously remember that. What have they been known for all these years? Defense. So, like, why is that the biggest concern? Because they're going to be good on defense. We're not questioning that, though, right? Yeah, no. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if that'll be the number I'm Levels. not sure they'll be the number one team on defense. Yeah, but yeah. that game, do you, do you need to be a good defense? Do you need to be the number one team in the, the number one defense in football? Yes. Because Lamar, so. Lamar did so. to, to get as far as no, to I, get I, as far as he's ever gone. No, 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 no. First of all, I think Lamar Jackson will be better next year. I think his office will be a lot better. He had a first year uh offensive coordinator. I'm trying to learn him, like he's trying to learn me. Our best receiver. It's a rookie. Yeah. They got a lot, a lot of talent in Zay oh, Flowers, question. right? You got Mark Angels who really, really got tied in. The good thing is we have an issue there. Isaiah Lightly. Because the back and Lightly Isaiah is super Lightly, nice. So what are you going to do? You will add that to the, the, the offensive game plan. So as much as we keep talking about the defense, the defense, yeah. the defense, the offense is going to be better. And then the defense is part like, they do still got some all pros over there. They do. Cal, Cal Hamilton, he, he going to be here, Ram. He is. Roquan. Roquan is definitely going to be right. He's like the new Ray Lewis. Yeah. All I'll say is this. With great defensive teams, you're going to lose coaches because you got a great defense. You're going to lose some good players because you got a good defense. But that's the key of being a great defense and identity is because you you got to find new ones, which you've been doing since 2008. It's just hard to do. Oh, it's it's hard, but the, it ain't, it's not The impossible. only reason I'll say, though, is we have, we've ha- I feel like this is deja vu. The Eagles lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He was, like, second in the league in picks. Mm-hmm. Eagles ain't getting no picks this year. Yeah. Eagles lost Javon Hargrave. He had 10-plus sacks interior. Eagles ain't getting no sacks this year. Mm-hmm. Eagles lost T.J. Edwards, who had all the tackles last year, led the team in tackles. Eagles linebackers were atrocious this year. Yeah. You're going to lose Patrick Queen. You're going to lose Geno Stone. Seven interceptions, most of a safety, second on defense. You're going to lose Justin Matter, BK, 13-and-a-half sacks. We made it seem real easy. Oh, the Eagles going to replace it. And I was sitting here last year. We gave the Eagles. We the, Eagles the Eagles not replacing They're not, they're not the, they're not the, they're not the Eagles. They're not the Eagles. They're not the Eagles and, Lamar, and Jalen Hurts isn't Lamar Jackson. But their defense and, last year was and, the same and, as the their Eagles. Their identity is not the same. Yeah. The since only- I've known about the Ravens, this is what I do know, right? They are bullies and they play physical defense. I don't care if it's T-Sox or whoever it is. If it's Clowney, that's what they do. Eagles ain't always been known for that. We had some good years of defense with Brian Dawkins and them dudes and, and the X-Men. We had some of that. But we had some years where we had uh, <laughs> Casey Matthews and all them regular. I mean, those are my teammates, x team. I ain't want to talk bad about them. But they won like that. And you know that. You played with them. So let's just not confuse it. The, the Ravens since day one. I'll give you an example, right? Andy Reid. He's always been known for offense. Yeah. Special offense, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Some years we have a top Two offense. Some years they have a top ten offense. But we're going to be known for offense. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Ravens, bro. They known for defense. We might, we might this year have a number one defense. And next week we might have a number six defense. But we're going to be known for playing that defense. Only thing that this means, it is much more on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. That's all that this means. Oh, he got paid, too, though. No doubt. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he did get paid, but I'm just saying he could not get it done with the number one defense. So it just means it's I mean, much but some of that. It just means it's much more on his shoulders, Pierre Hart. A lot more on Jalen Hurts' shoulders as he has a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Kellen Moore, former Cowboys offensive coordinator and offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert, is in Philadelphia. What does that mean for Jalen Hurts? Can he turn things around? Around. That's next on Speed. Family, we are in our hurry up offense. The Eagles are expected. 
to hire the Chargers OC Kellen Moore. I think it's official. Is it official, Andal? It's not official. Okay, they're expected to hire Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator per multiple reports. Y'all know what it is. Where there's smoke, there is, in fact, fire. Shady, these are your Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts took a major step back last year, at least on film, maybe not statistically. Do you expect Kellen Moore to help with that? You trust Kellen Moore to turn it around? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think this is what Jalen needs. I think he needs this type of quarterback that's our um, office coordinator that's smart, right, that could that utilize him in a pass game and also with his, with his legs. Um, you look at what he did with Justin Herbert, right? Before that, before Herbert got hurt, they were a top 10 offense. Um, and I think, I think Jalen, this is my opinion. I don't know everything, but I know something. <laughs> I think Jalen needs an offense where they simplify it for him, right? And, and I don't want it to be like a negative comment, but make it, there's nothing wrong with making the game easier for your quarterback. I think some players, you know, they can have more on their plate than others, right? And I think the ultimate goal is to get the best results. We need Jalen Hurts to be the Jalen Hurts we see in a Super Bowl. When you say make it easier on him, explain it for the viewer. You played 12 years, they likely played none. When you say make it easier, what's that look like practically? So, like, I feel like we put too much on his plate, right? Where we could do simplified things like different motions to identify what the, the coverages are, different formations to give uh, um, a hint on what is what, what coverage they're playing. If you ever watch the game when the Chiefs, you see the running back, oh, he goes out and he comes back, right? Are we in man or in zone? Like, these are the type of things that we need to, to, to help Jalen Hurts with. And another thing is, yo, what's wrong with a, a quick game? Like, like getting the ball out quick, right? Easy reads, easy concepts. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think once a guy gets paid, it's like, yo, are you the man that got the money? Do your thing. No, I think he still needs to be coached and, and have a, 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 a easier game plan for Jalen Hurts. That's all I'm saying. I think what makes him special is that he can run the ball, but also he can throw. We watched him when he had that, that breakout year, he was throwing the ball. So for us to be a dominant offense, I look at a guy like that Prescott, he probably throws the ball a little bit better than Jalen um, on a consistent basis. But I watch how Dak looked with Kellen Moore and he simplified it for game form, got the ball out quick. I think he do the same thing with Jalen Hurts. So we'll see. Yeah, I think this is a good move. I, I think Kellen Moore, obviously, last year was questionable what happened with the Chargers, but you can blame some of that on the defense. Maybe it wasn't the right fit with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert also did get hurt, so some of the numbers might not be as reflective as what a full year with Kellen Moore would do. I mean, this was a guy that everyone was very high on that he was talked about for potentially for head coaching jobs. So I think this is a good fit. I agree with Shady. Get him back to what he was the Super Bowl year, whatever it is that worked for him in that year. Outside of having a very high-level defense, you might not be able to duplicate that again. So you need to get the best out of your player in the best way that you can. And I think Kellen Moore will be able to do that. Y'all say it's not done yet? <laughs> no, I don't not like it. You don't like it? I don't like it, Philly. <laughs> I don't like it, Philly. I mean, I'm not saying listen to me. I'm not all-time Eagles leading rusher, none of that. Right? But I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is when you watch Dak Prescott play the last year in his offense, he was struggling throwing interceptions, and it was Bomb after bomb after bomb, play action pass, play action pass. Then you see him go to the Chargers. These dudes are totally different quarterbacks than Jalen Hurts. These dudes are standing in the pocket and can throw the football all over the yard. So when I first heard this, I'm like, I make, he don't even fit Jalen Hurts. Like they, they, he don't even run the style of offense that Jalen Hurts, that the type of quarterback Jalen Hurts is. And I know they're telling me to rap, but I don't like it, Philly. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, well, family, Kevin Durant is going back to Brooklyn for the first time tonight. Will there be a tribute video? Kevin Durant chimed in on social media and he gave his opinion of what he thinks should happen. Come back to hear ours next on Speak. Brooklyn stands up. Kevin Durant, he returns to Brooklyn tonight, his former team. Now, he said, please, I don't want a tribute video. They asked the poll, does Kevin Durant deserve a tribute video from the Brooklyn Nets? He says the night will, night will be better without a 2-5. What you think? I agree with Kevin Durant, one of my favorite players. I mean, he's like, well, why would you give me that tribute video? For what? Right? We gave him a tribute video to the, to the Warriors, to the OK, OKC. He got busy there. Yeah. Him and Kate, or him and Kyrie and other dude, they wouldn't even be for real. Yeah, like, he touched on it. Pitcher, KD, welcome back. <laughs> but KD don't even want it, though. Yes. They don't care. We appreciate y'all hanging. We care about that. Y'all could watch any show you hang with us. That's it. Race Hub is next. Peace.